Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Deborah Messing. And I'm Andana Dayani. We decided to create a podcast to introduce you to the people who inspire us most. These are the dissenters. The people who just made a decision one day to break down the establishment and build a new one. In the greatest times of grief or even the most ordinary of circumstances, many heroes will rise. You just have to take that first step. So please tune in. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. There are heroes everywhere. Discover them. Become one. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Really excited about tonight's episode of Divorce Not Dead. This goes for every woman out there, really. And especially if you've been in long marriages or you've just got divorced, I discovered a podcast called Set Sex with Emily. And I'm really excited to have Emily on tonight um, to discuss all this with us because it takes a very brave woman in today's <laughs> world to do all this. So welcome. Thank you for having me, Caroline. I'm excited to talk to you about this. My favorite topic never gets old. Sorry, do you get a lot of hate for it? Surprisingly, I do not. Here's the thing. You'd think I would have a lot of people who are like, how dare you talk about it? But I've been doing it for 15 years. And I think that more people get to know me or they listen to the show, they realize that, oh, yeah. I actually need to know this. Maybe this isn't such a bad thing. You know, maybe I do need to talk about it because people need to start where they're at. And a lot of us were not raised. I certainly was. I didn't come out of the womb like this. <laughs> and it, most of us were raised, especially as women, in an environment where it wasn't safe to talk about sex. It wasn't encouraged. We were judged. We were seen as slutty. We were, you know, just supposed to be more deferential towards men, all the things. So it's a new skill set. We, we still, still are, are in society. So it's, it's really difficult. And especially, so you know, true. we are of a generation where we've all been in long-term marriages. And so you, you sort of got married at 25. And so this just was never a topic back then. And our parents, I mean, my mother never gave me the sex education talk at all. Anyway, I think I, my housekeeper gave it to me, but tell people your actual background. So why would I come to you? So I am a sex educator, a sex therapist. I've been doing this for 15 years. I started this as a, a podcast in my living room 15 years ago, Sex with Emily, because I realized that I also was not, I was having sex. I was in long-term relationships and it was just, I thought 
what is the disconnect between this great hype around sex that it's supposed to be amazing and what we see in movies and television and what I was actually experiencing. So when I started, I was not the expert in sex. I was just very curious about sex and I started interviewing experts and I read every book around sex and, and now it's in 15 years and I have a doctorate in human sexuality. So I, I am trained in studying how the the way people think about sex and how people act sexually. So I help people take the next step towards being sexually empowered and understanding their bodies and what makes them feel good. And I have couples and individuals and just that really everybody, no matter what the age, my audience is half men, half women. It's always been that way. And literally my audience is like 18 to 83 because we are all sexual beings. We all deserve sexual pleasure. And so most of us, men, women, whatever our gender, did not get the sex talk. We're, ha we're not having great sex. We don't understand our partners. We don't understand our own bodies. And therefore we get into a relationship and riding high in all the hormones and the honeymoon phase. It's amazing for about six months to two years, if we're lucky. And then we're left staring at this partner, staring at the same ceiling, trying to have the same kind of sex. And it's disappointing. And this happens to the majority of people. And I was like, this is a problem. Like, this isn't just happening to me. This is happening to literally everybody. Why don't we know about it? And I got very curious and I've divided, you know, devoted my entire life to, to helping people. You know, I help myself, I help others because it's, it's a much better way to live when we are all feeling sexually free, empowered. And actually what I mostly do is give people permission to talk about sex and to feel safe and to feel that it's okay and it's their pleasure is their birthright. So, you know, and I give tips and tricks along the way, but we always Does have to start Does that make men with, nervous okay. to date you? I think so. I used to say no. I'm like, I'm the nicest, most chill. I'm a good one. I'm from the Midwest. I'm like, but yeah, men are also raised. That goes back to some of the misinformation we have is that men are raised that they're supposed to be the masters of sex that they should know what to do. And so when they're faced with a woman who's a sex expert, that can be a little bit intimidating. I think I've gotten over those hurdles. If they make it to my door, like I, my bedroom door, I think we've, you know, like they kind of understand that. I don't think I've gotten, you know, but, but yeah, I think that if men just meet me and meet my friend sex with Emily, it, they can be intimidating for sure. Intimidated. I do find this an interesting topic because it's absolutely universal, as you said. Yes. It's, it's impossible to live in the honeymoon phase. And it's actually a chemical reaction because when you first start with someone, you get this chemical feeling between your, yourselves. And it's yeah. like, you know, which is really hard. And obviously, you know, it, it does go eventually or you aren't like, you know, rampant rabbits all the time <laughs> right. um, because life happens to you. That's why so many affairs happen and women, you know, I get written yes. to a, a lot. I don't know why doing this podcast as well has sort of made people think I'm some sort of therapist, which I am <laughs> not. I always say that I only go by my own, whatever I've been through. And I always think to myself, how on earth do you get that spark back? How can you? Because, you know, you've had three kids and you, life just happens. You've got bills to pay and you just, I don't know, does it ever come back? How do you, how do you do that? Yeah, well, that's, it doesn't come back. So here's the other thing. We have this notion that we're going to go back and it's going to feel that same way that it felt the first time, you know, honeymoon phase. And I think that's the problem is thinking that it's going to, you're going to have that same spark. But what you can have is you can keep the desire going. You can start to have conversations about your sex life and say, 
okay. And I, I tell people to get ahead of it. Like, get ahead of it. Like, okay, you're congratulations. I know you just got engaged, right? So you're yeah. probably still in the honeymoon phase, which is very I'm exciting. in the honeymoon phase. But what a great time now to say, okay, right now, maybe we are going at it like rabbits and it's amazing, but it's not going to last. Like, let's prepare for it. And so what I tell couples to do is start talking about your sex life now and start wherever you're at, even if it's already been 20 years and it's not great. It starts with a conversation and saying, let's just agree that we're going to we're going to prioritize our sex life like we do everything else. So let's take a little break from the show and discuss my self-care routine, which I find more important than ever these days, because let's face it, we've got all the time in the world. (laughs) And whatever you're using to get ready should always make you feel obviously amazing. So meet my Billy, the best razors out there for those of you that want extra smooth shave, no pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, no break in the bank. I tried actually, I've done laser before and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you still get a few hairs growing back. So, you know, I always keep a razor with me anyway, and they are one of the best I've ever tried. I absolutely love it. The silky smooth way they get my legs and, you know, they are Allure's best beauty winner and Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. So, you know, I really can't recommend it enough. I mean, normal razors are so expensive as well. And Billy the starter kit is just for $9. It's so affordable and includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a cult favorite magnetic holder. I mean, it really, really is affordable. They're the best razor I've ever used. I'd never use another one now. And it floats over my skin and you simply don't feel it. And you really, really, by the way, don't have to shave for days after using Billy. And don't forget... The colors are so bright and so fun. So to express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com slash DND. It's just a small way where you can support us while getting the best razor you'll ever own. And it's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping. Always go to mybilly.com slash DND. Spelled mybilly.com slash DND. Let's get back to the show. But it's so much harder to look at your husband of 15, 20 years than it is to look at your boyfriend of two, you know, two years and go, let's spice it up. I agree with you. And so we can go back to, we can start with people who are already like, yes, get to the spice it up part because I've been with my husband or my partner for 10 years and I do not want to have sex. I'm doing everything to avoid it. Like that is, that is very common because I don't talk to many people in the honeymoon phase because I get them after the honeymoon phase. So what, what you got to do there is just say, I have a rule for talking about sex. We can start there. It's the three T's of communication and it is your timing and it's tone and it's turf. And this is why I break it down for people because they say the same thing you do, Caroline. Where do we start? It's been 20 years and we've never talked about our sex life. Timing is when you guys are just hanging out. Maybe you're having a meal. The kids aren't around. Maybe you have a cocktail and you're in a good place. You're not fighting. You're not angry about anything. And the turf, believe it or not, is outside the bedroom. We do not have sex talks about how to improve our sex life or what to do differently when we're in the bedroom. We're in a different, we're in a state. Maybe we're really aroused. Maybe we just turned our partner down for the 10th time because we don't want sex. Like that's not the right mindset. Because the bedroom, I like to say the bedroom is for sleeping and for sex. Leave it for those two pristine things. But when you're like, okay, 
let's talk about our sex life right now. And usually the reason why we would do it in the bedroom is because maybe our partner just rejected us again, or we had some sex that was weird and awkward. We're already in a heightened state of arousal, maybe, or maybe we're not aroused, so we're angry. And typically those conversations just don't go as well. But when you're when you're framing it in a we're, we're out to dinner or we're hanging out somewhere and your tone is light and curious, it's not criticizing, it's not angry, it's not like I told you I wanted you to initiate and you never initiate and why aren't we having sex? No one's going to hear you when you're in that place. But when you're in a like a casual and you say, hey, you know what? I know we've been together 20 years and I want to talk about something we've never talked about this is really uncomfortable for me. And I know this might be uncomfortable for you. And I want you to know it's not because I think our sex life is horrible or we need to talk about our sex life. It's not because you've done anything wrong or I've done anything wrong. I would like to, to figure out a way that we can start to prioritize it and figure out what, and often I say like, let's talk about like for fun, like what's the three most memorable times you've had sex? And then see what your partner says. That, I mean, I have a lot of different conversation starters. And then maybe your partner will tell you, oh gosh, that time usually it has to do when we were on vacation. Or it was that time you surprised me and, and gave me that back rub, or you brought me that toy. And you get to, you each kind of compare notes. And then first off, it's a really fun, you get some similar chemicals that arise in your brain when you start reminiscing. That's a really connected place to be with a, with a couple. With, with your partner. And then you could just start, start from there and say, well, what did we love about that? What didn't we love about that? You can start to say, well, when would I realize lately we're not having a lot of sex? And again, this is without blaming and without shaming. When would be a great time for us? When do you feel most in the mood or when do you get the most aroused? What are your sexual fantasies? I've never talked to you about this. Do you fantasize? Do we, well, maybe, do you ever masturbate? Like most couples don't even talk about if they masturbate. And I'm telling you, masturbation is so healthy to continue to masturbate when you're in a relationship. You know, we do it when we're out of a relationship. Maybe you could start some mutual masturbation where you're both getting off and you're like saying like, oh, I didn't realize you did that. Let me learn from you. It's really hot to watch our partners. So what there's happens all these if they tools. say they want to introduce somebody else? That's not the way to go in the first conversation about sex because that that's tricky. All your partner is going to think is, you're in love and you want to sleep with my best friend. You think everyone's hotter than me and I am not enough. But the best part is if you start to prioritize your sex life and figure out what great sex looks like to both of you, and then you start to explore fantasies and then you start to watch, maybe you watch some porn together or you each write your erotic, you each write erotica to each other about what's hot for you. Maybe once you guys feel safe and you feel like you, you, you can take on the world because your sex life's gotten so much stronger, then you can start to say, you know, I find that it's mostly men who want to have a threesome and bring that up. You could say to your partner, I've noticed that when watching porn, like you also get turned on by the two women together. Have you ever thought about being with a woman? I think it would be so hot to see you with someone. And then you can start to role play that in the bedroom where you're like, I'm picturing there's another woman here. And then you could see, is it something that we both find hot? And then you could start to maybe, then, then you could say, well, would you ever be open to it? What kind of woman would she, what would she be like? What would she be wearing? You know, it's so like- Do you, do you think that steps. opens a whole can of worms? It can. For many couples, it's a disaster because if you are having a threesome to save the relationship and to save the marriage, it's a dead end. Like you have nothing, you have no foundation to build it on. But I'm telling you, I've heard from so many couples, many, many couples who have been together a long time 
and they slowly, carefully, with boundaries and a lot of conversation, decide that they're going to have a threesome. They're going to swing. They're going to open it up. And they check out. I mean, I have rules around this. I have very strict rules that I, I tell couples they need to follow. And I and they call me. They call into the show, and I check off the boxes with them. And I'm like, okay, seems like you guys have had the cut, but but that's very rare. But just having a threesome to spice it up on a whim, we're drunk, we're in Vegas, and we picked up this, that typically does not go well. Let's take a break from the show. And let me tell you again, because I love them so much, about Rothy's. Let's face it, none of us have time these days for uncomfortable shoes. Actually, I just, so funny I'm talking about this because I literally just bought a really expensive pair and I'm looking at my feet now and they've got two giant blisters on the back and I promise you I spent a fortune. And that's where Rothy's comes in. Rothy's have surveyed thousands of customers and the number one word used to describe their shoe is comfy. What makes Rothy's so good? Their unique seamless design is insanely comfortable from the moment you put them on. And their styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles. And they're fully machine washable and come in tons of shapes, styles, colors. So you can always get the right one for you. That's a big thing for me. So like, first of all, as you all know, during lockdown, I have become a flat shoe connoisseur and they're like house slippers. They're so easy to use and they're just so, so comfortable. And I love that you can just fold them into a ball and chuck them into the washing machine and they ping out. So it's really, really clever. And let's face it, celebrities are far from immune from the draw. Rothy's is wildly popular and it's been named as one of the most comfortable, cute flats that you'll ever wear. So who better to tell you how comfortable Rothy's are than real customers? Lisa L says, those shoes are like walking on clouds And Julie A says, there's no break-in period, no blisters, just pure comfort. No wonder Rothy's best-selling shoe, The Point in Black, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews. So let's upgrade your closet with a washable, sustainable, stylish shoe and bags, if you like, from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash dnd and find your new favorite today. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash dnd happy feet happy shopping what about because i actually have um long-term friends who considered open marriages Mm -hmm. you know and i'm fascinated i'm sort of watching with through one eye going you know because could could that work i mean i'm watching like like a, a science experiment because you know they love their family unit they love their life but then what happens? I, I, I'm fascinated because what as I said to, you know, to them, what do you do? Come home at, at night and high five each other that you've just both been oh. laying? Well, some do, but usually it's because the couples that do it correctly, they have fierce boundaries. They practice rigorous honesty. It's not like, oh, I'm sorry, I was going to be home for dinner, but I met this really hot woman Sorry, at you the just bar. said something amazing there. Rigorous honesty. Because in most marriages, I've realized the largest lies are. Everyone else knows everybody's having an affair and the wife yes. and the husband are the last. Exactly. This is exactly it. It's when couples do it carelessly and they do it without their partner's feelings, essentially cheating. And they say like, we have a don't ask, don't tell. That's a disaster. But it's, it's the couples who say, 
it's let's try it out. Like I'm going to, you know, there's no sleeping over anyone's house. If your partner is trying to talk you into an open relationship or talk you into a threesome and you acquiesce because you don't want to lose your partner. And then they say things like, well, let's just not talk about it. That just that sets your mind going and you can't have rigorous honesty that way. So no, that typically doesn't work. Couples are like, well, we just kind of have this agreement. Usually it's one person's decided. The other person's like, I didn't want to lose my husband or my wife. So I said, yes. But the couples, and I'm telling you, I know so many couples, dozens and dozens. And I used to be just like you, Caroline. I was like, there's no way that this works because of what we're raised and we're told. It's like, I could never get over the image of my partner with another woman. Is she hotter than me? Did you love her? Are she taller? Is she blonder? Is she what is she richer? Is she thinner? I mean, we go insane, right? But if we like, if we really come from a place of, it's called compersion. This is a new term I'll, I'll teach you your audience today. Compersion is where couples who I see in open relationships that work, where they actually experience pleasure knowing that their partner had pleasure. And I'm not talking about erotic, but like, I'm, I'm so happy, Caroline, that you, you know, you came home I'm your husband and you had a man who treated you so well and you had a great orgasm. I might say to you, I don't need to do all the details. I don't want to know about his penis because I'm saying I'm your husband. I don't want to know if his penis was bigger than mine. You don't tell me that. I don't need to know. I don't want to know if you do. But if you, he treated you well and you came home with a smile on your face and you had a new experience and I know you love me. I know you're coming home tonight and you got your needs met in a way, you know, I don't love playing dress up and I don't love oral sex, but this guy went down on you for an hour and you loved that. I'm all for it. Like, good for you. That's compersion. That's like my heart. I love you so deeply and you had pleasure. It's like you had a great lunch with your girlfriends. You went shopping and found the perfect dress. You know what I like, mean? That would I, be like. That's like, ideal, that's right? That's a unicorn, isn't it? What kind of no. guy? No. It's not a unicorn. Is it for everybody? No, but I know dozens. I have dear friends too, not just my listeners and callers. I have dear friends that are like, you'd be friends with them. They're not people think, oh God, they're crazy. They're hippies or whatever people say. No, they're like a really healthy couple with kids. And, and sometimes they swing and sometimes they open up. Sometimes they don't like when, they, when it's busy or when they're in times where either one of them is going through stress, but then they have times where they go to swing or they go to play parties. And, and he loves watching her with another woman or another man. And Sometimes it's they're watching. Sometimes she'll have to go off into another room. Like? Play parties are fun. You go and it's usually it's, you have to have an invite and you have to agree to boundaries. This is what I've noticed, Caroline, is that people who play, go to play parties and people who are in open relationships have some of the best communication and, and really like honest relationships. I have witnessed that. And I come from the most stuck up, like repressed background ever. So, you know, I just didn't, and I love these couples because it oh, shows you've met them. Yeah. Yeah. They're your best friends. They're yeah. each other's best friends. No, I mean, people kind of come out to right. me now because I'm divorced with, you know, a guy that's 20 <laughs> years younger than me. Good Somehow taken all the stigma out of everything. They feel they can open up and I'm very open. Like, I mean, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm not uh, open marriages and uh, the rest of it right now because Obviously, you know, I've uh, I'm in a relationship, no need. Yeah. So I don't know about I just, you. I'd never watched porns or way later in life. I think that women, you watch that and you think, how the fuck do you do that? Are there lessons for us? Like, what if you feel like you're not very good at it? No, I mean, well, Kelly, so here goes back to our problem where we, where we all lie now, no matter where we live and no matter how old we are, our generations, 
even younger generations, here's the problem with porn, is that if you were raised with an iPad in your hand, so the digital generation, right? Maybe your kids, you know, a lot of teens right now, 20 somethings, they saw porn at a very young age. And for them, that is sex because they have no other roadmap. They have nowhere else to go to see that sex is not a, that porn is not a blueprint for sex. We know, right, Caroline, that that's not realistic. We're not having sex like that every time and it's sex is messy and you got to get turned on and you need lube and the kids walk in and funny stuff happens and you make noises and and even sex we see in movies right like man goes to woman you, you did it's not real lube. you were talking about lube what, what is his obsession with lube i'm obsessed with lube right well but well they don't show lube in porn either because lube is a game changer because lube also gets a bad rap but let me finish the porn conversation because what I think there is to learn from porn, and I will get back to Luke because I'm obsessed yeah. with it. There's all this misinformation. If we are looking at porn going, that's how sex should happen, and then I feel I'm not enough, we know that it's scripted. Like literally, they have a script. This is when you're going to come. This is when the women's the other woman's going to come in. And in movies, it's all about penetration. I don't know about you, but for me, penetration is not where all the magic happens. Sometimes- no. But I like foreplay. I like oral sex. I like touching. I like massage. I need to relax. I need to get into the mood to be turned on. It's not even that. I need like all these. It's the way they move. I couldn't move like that if you paid yeah. me. I mean, right. if I was on fire. Yeah, How exactly. That? That's, that's their job. A lot of them are dancers. A lot of them have practice. Like literally, they've been watching porn. They're, they're gymnasts who know, I mean, they are learning, like it's an app. It is there following their other porn stars. Nobody has sex like that. We didn't, I mean, we're probably about the same. I didn't grow up in a generation where I was watching porn. I just kind of figured out my body. And I thought it was supposed to be like, it was maybe in movies where you make out and then you get in bed and the penis goes inside and then everyone screams and it's over in 10 minutes. Like it doesn't <laughs> happen that way. Like That's in not- fact, the majority of women are not going to have an orgasm through a penis only 20% will. It's only because our society shows that penetration is the holy grail because of procreation and religion and all the things. So it's not accurate. It's just not, you you could maybe learn a few moves or you could like see something that might be hot from porn, but typically we have to create our own fire, create our own. Like, I, I just don't love that so many women, including yourself and maybe your kids and younger women and men are looking at it going, that's how I need to act. And then they call into my show and they say, my partner is just acting like she's a porn star, but I don't think it feels good. And she's doing a script. She's doing moves that clearly don't feel good. So it's going both ways. It's all genders are like, this is kind of messing us up, but they only if they come across information, like knowing that it's not real, otherwise they don't, but it's like, they call me, like they call you, they call into my show going, something's off here. It's not real. We have to learn to connect to our bodies in an authentic way. And that usually happens through self-exploration, self-love, masturbating, figuring out what feels good to me. Because it's not like you put a hundred women in a room and they were all masturbating from their real place. No one was watching, but they were all masturbating. They would all do something different. Our bodies all work differently. We all want different things. And so what I try to do is give people permission to go on that journey. But you could do it with your partner too. Like you could say, let's take sex off the table for a week at penetration. And let's just, this is the, some of the spicing up part is to be like, let's do mutual masturbation one night where I'm touching myself, you're touching yourself and we're watching each other and we're learning and it's really hot. And then one night it's all about your pleasure. I'm going to go down on you. I'm going to give you a massage and it's just about you. You don't have to give to me. And then we're going to switch. 
We're going to go shopping for toys. We're going to get some costumes. We're going to play with lube. So going back to lube, lube is also very misunderstood. Lube is often that thing that you're like, oh, I'm going to get the lube under the table, under the bed if she's dry or there's discomfort. But the, the truth is that most women, no matter what their age, they're not going to be wet every time as wet because of our hormones. So different times a month, we're more wet than others. Maybe we're wet at the beginning of, of sexual play, but not at the end. I'm telling you, if you add a few drops of lube, just a few drops to any sex act, penetration, oral sex, masturbation, for women especially, you are more likely to have an orgasm. And in fact, Kinsey Institute, which is the leading uh, Alfred Kinsey, who's like the godfather of sex, did a study that showed that women were 80% more likely to orgasm when you add lube to any sexual scenario. Because our clitoris, which is the external part of the vulva, of the vagina, is not self-lubricating. We can't, and, and sometimes when we're not wet enough or we're wet and then we're not, like if sex goes on for a while, like you just don't stay that wet. You just keep, keep adding lube and then you don't have, dry, you're not, you don't have any discomfort. There's no tearing. There's no dryness. It just glide. It's like literally like lubrication. It makes, and the penises love it too. So I've had the same thing where men are like, oh, I don't need it. I don't need lube. Cause then they feel bad. They're like, well, my penis isn't big enough because she's not wet enough. What's wrong with her? Women have to take the brunt of it. It's like, but once I, I'm like, sticky. I'm like, I want to send you the good lube. Just get the good lube. Just buy quality lube, like quality skincare. Let's take a little break from the show and mention Skillshare. So first of all, I want to thank them for being sponsors of today's episode. So thank you. And also because they are online courses so that you guys can better yourselves. I know that you know that I'm all about taking steps to better oneself and to grow, just to grow into different directions. You know, I'm definitely not the same woman as I was, you know, a minute ago, let alone, you know, five years ago. And we all want different things. And I've, I found this company and it makes it so affordable and so easy to better yourself and make, you know, take small steps and make them giant leaps Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning and you can explore real projects to create and support fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. There are courses for fine art, for creatives, for styling, photography, film, so many to choose from to let your creative side out. And I really, really sort of for myself, there was, you know, there was actually one for styling and you guys know that I'm big into styling. So I was thinking about getting back online and doing this again. And, you know, it makes practical progress. It helps you really advance towards your goals in life and gives you short lessons and hands-on projects. And there's nothing better than getting better. Skillshare is also so incredibly affordable, especially when you compare it to one-on-one classes and workshops. The annual subscription is less than £10 a month. Yeah, £10 a month. You can't do anything for £10 a month these days. So you really can afford to take this leap today. So don't forget to explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash DND and get a free trial of the premium membership. That's skillshare.com forward slash DND. Let's get back to the show. 
do you take control of the situation? Because that's again, like actually, I was talking to my boyfriend about it because I used to say, you know, when he he made me, you know, watch some of those things, porn. <laughs> And I'm watching the girls do it. And I'm like, well, what happens, you know, if the girl walks in like that and does all this? And they're like, he's like, actually, I prefer, I don't like it like that when they, I feel like, it's, as you said, they, they're too game on. Oh, you mean to be too dominant? He doesn't want the, the yeah, I'm not. You mean, is that what you're saying? To lead, to be too dominant? Yeah, no, like, or? you know, literally do Cirque du Soleil on top of him. Oh, think, yeah. Yeah. Well, that also doesn't feel good. Like, here's the thing. Those positions, that's what I do. I'm like sitting watching porn going, that there is no way that feels good. He's nowhere near her clitoris. There was no warm up. There, like, it's just not real. It's like, and who, who wants? Like, I think that if you could get into sex and be like, let's just, let's just really breathe together. Hi. Come on. <laughs> no, but this is fun. Hi, Sergio. Congratulations. Nice Thank to meet you. you. What if you guys could sit together and just before you have sex and you could like breathe together for a moment and you could really connect. And you could just like look into each other's eyes. We do that, Take by the a way. Few deep breaths. Okay, we, good. We look into each other's eyes for like. Actually, just look at each other, lay down, body, you know, close to the body, and it's just the feeling and the, you know, the energy. Yeah, we totally connect for yeah. like ten. I love years. it. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. from that place of truly heart connection and body connection, that's the ar the arousal can start to build. You're breathing. You're feeling each other. And then just start to like, try to stay in your breath as much as you can. And then just your bodies will tell you, right? You probably turned you both on to feel that connected. And then I would just like go from there and feel like what, what actually does your body want in that moment? What feels good? It probably doesn't want to go into some acrobatic sex, right? You want to you know, bro, slow. Close to her. I get that feeling. So I can't even you know, cuddle or anything because I'm just, okay, let's just go straight out. Got the straight erection, up. Right. Just because you have an erection, it's not going to go away. It's like, hello, welcome to the party. What does Caroline need when you're, because listen, men are frying pans. You're turned on. Women are slow cookers. We need a little bit of warm up. We need a little bit more kissing. After the breathing together, can you kiss her slowly? Can you take some of that massage oil and rub it all over her body. No, he does I actually love that. Move. I, I'm the one okay, who makes the, the movie scene. But I miss he that does. from her a little yes. bit, you know, because she's like, okay, let's see. All right. I'm like, right. honey, so come on. A little bit more, you know. He wants the massage too. Oh my he God, yes, thank you. I, I'm dying for one of those. And and actually he would quite like me on top. And I don't know how yeah. to stay there without my legs aching. To be honest, I okay. watch those girls and then I'm like, you know, and I'm like, actually I, talking about this. If my mom listened to this, I'm <laughs> gonna... actually talking about your mom right now. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the well, but you can move your there's so many different positions to play with. Like, first of all, the hopping up and down on top doesn't actually really feel good anyway. So you could you could put your legs in front. You guys could sit up together. So you, your legs are wrapped around him and his are wrapped around yours. And then you could still kind of do the sliding back and forth. You know, because I always think, does every man want this woman that rides them on top? I just, I no. just can't do that. No. No, I, I mean, no. I think people want what they, like, I think that men might like that you're taking control. Like maybe what, I think what people want perhaps is I want to know that you are taking it, that you're getting your pleasure and that you are actually moving in a way that feels good to you. So maybe you could get on top and you could actually like, and now that I'm talking about it, you guys will know, you want to have this conversation, you know, now you're going to know. 
but you could grab some pillows. You could try to figure out like where, how am I the most comfortable on top? Maybe you need something under your knees, right? Maybe yeah, you need I like, to like, I like to put a pillow under and then under, and then like, you're elevated. Uh -huh. Like this is behind your butt, yeah. right? Yeah, we and we try that, a lot of different stuff, but we go at the end we go with the normal ones because they're like the most comfortable ones. Well, that's it. A lot of men are just like, I've got my erection ready to go, yeah. and they don't really understand female pleasure. That when you please your partner she's going to want to please you back, but make her like, allow her to be warmed up and turned on and feel good. So and even if so she's going to please me back, just in being nicer to me, that's just why mm. I do, you know? Let's take a little break from the show and discuss something that us ladies have become quite familiar with through during lockdown. Let's face it. Usual wines. Now I've discovered usual wines because it's for the modern drinker as each bottle is a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. So no more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. Because of the single serve format and bottle design, usual is always fresh. No more flat bubbly or stale rosé. I mean, I can't tell you what, how genius I think this is because I literally would get home, want a glass of wine, open a bottle and then end up, you know, two days later pouring the rest down the sink. It's such a waste. This is so genius for all of us girls out there that want to enjoy a glass of wine without feeling guilty. To top it off, they are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. Yep, zero grams of sugar. So you can actually feel guilt-free drinking. I mean, this is amazing. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, a sparkling white wine called Brute. They also have Usual Spritz, a low-calorie low wine called Spritzer that's made of sparkling wine and guava juice like White Claw for grown-ups. Each serving is just 83 calories. 83 calories, it's nothing. So go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code DND for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on me. Happy drinking. Let's get back to the show. We're in a great Gosh. place because we're only two the years. Best in, place. You know? <laughs> we're in a great place, but I want to make sure we don't get to that place. You know, that place that's like. Okay. I have a few things for you. Ready? I have yeah. two things that you can download on my site right now. I just, I've created these new, I just relaunched my website. It's sexwithemily.com. Let's yeah. work on you guys becoming so sexually connected and so aroused and so turned on. Because it'll be like equally fun for both of you. These are just some things for you guys. The Yes, No Baby List is on my site. You download it and it has like 80 sex acts on it. And it has things like cuddling, spanking, shower sex, threesomes, dirty talk, watching porn. And it has a yes, a no, and a maybe. And then you could each take it separately and see like, where are you? Where are our maybes? Where's our no's? Like, what, what is there, like, or maybe you share yeses and you're like, I didn't know you. So fun. that's really fun. That's like a next level fun for couples to be like, well, let's see how we can get our babies to yeses or let's see why that's a no. I mean, it's just a fun way to like see what's on the menu because what happens to couples a lot is they, they don't know what else there is to do because they're like, it's great, but what do we do next? And then I have a pleasure planner that we created that's a monthly that you guys could also together talk about. It asks you like, where did you guys have the most pleasure in the last year? Like it just helps you think about it, literally plan for the next year. If you choose to spill it out, like what are some things you want to try together? Well, you can say like in, in June, we're going to, 
you know, each take a massage class and learn how to be great masseuses together. Maybe in the next year, maybe the threesome, or maybe we'll start to go to a play party together, or maybe we'll go to a sex store. To, I don't think they have sex stores there, but we'll order some sex toys, or maybe we'll take the yes or maybe list and say, okay, well, that's a maybe. Maybe by August, we'll make that a yeah. You know, it just, it allows you to have a plan because my main mission is to get couples to talk about sex, but then to prior and to also prioritize it because yeah. eventually things are going to get busy. Something's going to happen. What's fun is though, I think, you know, and what, what I said is I like with him, I've met my best friend and because maybe he's younger as well. He's not ashamed or embarrassed by anything. Anything I go, I'm up for. He's like, okay, let's do it. Which is really fun for me. But you know, I actually doing this with you has been great because I'm thinking like, actually people shouldn't come to you when it's already bad. You should come now. Right. Yeah. This is a great it, example. It's yeah, it's yeah. really fun. This is actually a laugh. Yeah, I know, right? Like how fun. Like I'm I'm having a blast with you guys because it's like yeah. I see, like you guys have all the there's that shame, you're talking about everything. You know, sex isn't everything. In fact, when sex is yeah. going well in a relationship and you don't even need to talk about it, but for most people it doesn't it's not going well for many people. Thank you, Emily. This has turned into yeah. a therapy session for us. I love you, Emily. I love it. <laughs> this is what I do. You asked what I do. Like, this is what I do. I love, yeah. I love talking to people and helping people kind of, this is the joy for me too, to see like, oh, wow, we can really have this. We can, we know how to, you know, go back and listen to this, you know, like think about how are we going to prioritize our love life, our sex life? Cause it's just as important as everything else. Thank you so much, Emily, for mm, coming on. My pleasure. It was really it's nice. been so much fun, and we, we are learning a lot. A lot. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm going to prepare your room right here. Anytime you want to come, please. <laughs> you will be our yes. guest. He loves you. I'll hit you up. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action.